Dana White has done it again. UFC 268 was out of this world. UFC 268 had it all. Every single fight was something else. Uh, they knew it was such a special night from the beginning of the card. Every single fighter just showed up on their A game from the early prelims to the prelims. It was, it was just the anticipation, the fighters, the anticipation that they were fighting with, um, the the adrenaline, the the adrenaline pumping through them. You could just tell that it was such a special moment that night, where we saw impressive performance after impressive performance. It was just, just a, a what a night. And then when the main pay per view kicked off, holy crap! I knew it. I called it on the preview episode. Michael. Chandler, Justin Gagey was, had fight of the night written all over it, and sure as hell it was. Holy crap, what a fight that was. I could watch that fight over and over again. One of my favorite fights. Michael Chandler has been in some amazing, amazing wars to date, dating back to his fights against Eddie Alvarez. Um, holy crap, I mean, this guy is just, his fights in, uh, in, in Bellator, uh, and then finally, now his recent fight with, uh, with Hooker, uh, now he gets this, his fight with, uh, with Oliveira was something else. He just goes balls to the wall. He's a spark plug. He goes balls to the wall. And then Justin Gagey, don't even mention it. I mean, dating back to the years of, uh, against his fight against Palomino, Luis Palomino. And then when he entered uh, the UFC, his performances where he was calling out Dana White, give me the best. Give me my equal. Show me my equal. If you remember those fights. And it was performance after performance when he got stopped by Dustin Poirier out in Phoenix. A fight that I mentioned to you guys that I, I had the, the chance to see live and witness live out in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, that took place years back. He finally got himself around, uh, got his hands around an interim version of the title. Face Khabib trying to unify. Fell short. Even though he was doing great with the leg kicks against Khabib. Of course, the wrestling ends up being too much once Khabib wraps his arms around you. It's usually, it's usually bye-bye at that point. Um, Justin Gagey, I mean, and Michael Chandler, it had fight of the night written all over it, possibly fight of the year. It was just something else. And they set the mood when the main pay-per-view portion or the main portion of the pay-per-view kicked off the main card. They were moved to that spot to kick off the main card and they ended up lighting a fire in everybody else's ass because by the time that the next fight came on, Shane Borgos just, holy crap, Shane Borgos and Billy Quarantillo put a performance of a lifetime. Borgos ends up walking away with the decision. That was a back and forth fight as well. Uh, and it's almost like they knew that they had their work cut out from and they had to perform based on what they had just witnessed stains blood stains throughout the octagon from the the predecessing fight which was Gagey and Chandler these guys got into it and it was just a phone booth style fight between those two Chito Vera ends up knocking out Frankie Edgar in round three and possibly one of the last times that we're going to see the legend Frankie Edgar uh, step into the octagon. I mean, he just he got stopped again, and uh, and it's it's happened way more than uh, than it should be happening. Um, Frankie Edgar, I mean, what a legend! I I see him retiring here within the next few months. Um, 
I don't think he's going to step back into the octagon, but he's a competitor and he's going to continue going. Chito Vera put on a good performance. Frankie Edgar was putting on a great performance. And I think Frankie Edgar was winning that fight until he got stopped. Rose Namayunas, Wei Li Zing, end up going the distance. Five rounds of nonstop action, wrestling, uh, it was just ground and pound and wrestling, the technique, the strategy that these two displayed. Wei Li Zhang ended up uh, stepping up levels, improved levels from the first fight that they had. And she finally got to, to execute several game plans and switch her strategy in a full five-round fight. Because earlier this year, when she lost her title to Rose, she was stopped. And she wasn't able to execute her full game plan. They, she came to Arizona. Uh, she went to train with Henry Cejudo, and um, and they end up. She ends up fixing a lot of her flaws. Ends up adding new new tools to her arsenal. And what a performance that they had at the same time as that fight was happening. There's videos out there that you could see throughout social media. I don't know if they're real or not. And there's captions and images of fans that took pictures of Dana White watching a fight on a laptop octagon side as Rose and Whaley are going at it. He's watching the Canelo fight, which is taking place elsewhere in the country. He had his eyes in the Canelo fight. Uh, I don't know if those pictures are real or not. They look pretty good. And uh, and he definitely admitted in the post-fight presser that he watched the fight. They even joked around with them where they said, did you pay for the fight? And he had a smirk. Even though he's hunting after, and he's, he's the first one to take the war to the illegal streamers. Who knows? I'm sure he did. He's Dana White. He's got money for days. I'm sure he wouldn't just bootleg and, and illegally stream the fight. But if he did, <laughs> the way that he smirked at that post-fight presser, uh, all the signs were there that he had, he ended up getting a good link and watched the Canelo fight for free while Thug Rose and Wei Li are in full mid-action right in front of him, within feet away from him. They were on the ground. Uh, look look up those images. That was pretty impressive as well. Pretty funny at that. And then the main event. Kamaru Usman is lapping everybody in this division. And this was no easy task. Kobe Covington came to fight. Kobe Covington was nearly stopped in the fight and came back. And then he starts taking the fight to Kamaru Usman, hurt Kamaru Usman several times throughout the fight. Uh, it was just a back and forth war. Kobe Covington did his homework. And if you look at the preview episode, I remember covering something, one of the comments that Kamaru Usman mentioned or made. And uh, as he stated, if he did his homework, we're going to have a great fight. If he didn't, he's going to get stopped. Sure enough, Kobe Covington nearly got stopped, changed his game plan, changed his approach, started countering and boxing really well, mixed up his attack, and took the fight to Kamaru Usman. And they said it from Dana White to Kamaru Usman to anybody that you could think of. They continue to say, if Kamaru Usman was not the champion today, Kobe Covington would be it. That is the toughest challenger, and every fighter has that equal to them. And Kobe Covington seems to be the just a nod below Kamaru Usman's level. Just shy of being his equal. He's that good. He's that good. And he give, he matches up with Kamaru Usman really, really well and better than anybody else at the moment in the roster. Kamaru Usman gets the nod, gets the decision win. 
gives a second defeat to Kobe Covington and retains his title. Doug Rose retains her title. Got the decision nod over Wei Li. Frankie Edgar gets stopped. Shane Burgos gets the decision nod over Billy Quarantillo. What a fight, and I hope they rematch it. I hope they run it back. That'll be fight of the night in any other pay-per-view that doesn't have Justin Gagey and Michael Chandler on it. What a fight that was. Justin Gagey, Michael Chandler, the storyline, the blood, the guts, the adrenaline, the will to continue. And Michael Chandler nearly got stopped. Justin Gagey nearly got stopped. Michael Chandler nearly got stopped again and continues to come forward. Keeps calling Justin Gagey forward, waving him to, to bring the action to him. And they continue exchanging blow after blow. And it was just damaging blow after blow that they were throwing at one another. Alex Pereira made his UFC debut to top off the prelim card. Alex Pereira is the last man to defeat Israel Adesanya. He is now in the UFC. And he came away with a second round knockout over Andreas, Andreas uh, Michaelitis. Al Iaquinta ends up getting knocked out in the first round by Bobby Green. What a performance by Bobby Green as well. Chris Curtis and Phil Haas, what a fight that was in the prelims. If you didn't have a chance to watch that fight, go back and watch that fight. Phil Haas, in my eyes, was winning that fight. And in most people's eyes, he was winning that fight. Yeah, Chris Curtis ended up catching him and knocks him out. And that took place in round one as well. It was a very slow and methodical performance by both of them with big bombs and a lot of power being exchanged. And Chris Curtis ends up catching Phil Haas. Uh, Edmund Shabazian uh, ends up losing again. He got stopped in round two. So now he's been on a bit of a losing streak. And who knows if he's going to be out of the UFC. Or if he's going to be on his way out here within a fight or so. He was basically going to be the next big star for the UFC. And now his career has taken a complete 360. And he finds himself on a bit of a losing streak here. Uh, he lost to, uh, to Nasruddin Imamov. Um, man, it was... It was a hell of a night. UFC 268 taking place um, over on one coast, on the East Coast, and the Canelo Alvarez, Caleb Plant, big undisputed unification bout taking place in uh, in Las Vegas. And, uh, and you had two, it was a big, big night for combat sports, a big, big night for both of these organizations. Crazy that they both chose the same night to go against one another. And both of them were successful. Both of them were sellout events. Both of them were huge, huge events. And both of them delivered. On the same night, both of them delivered action-packed nights. Both both coasts. Usually one event tops the other one. I mean, it just goes to prove that Canelo Alvarez is a huge megastar. And the UFC, Dana White, knows exactly what he does with his fighters. And he knows exactly how to put... He's got great matchmakers next to him. And he knows how to put on a hell of an event as well. UFC 268, in in my opinion, is one of the best pay-per-views. I've said this before. And, and they continue to get better. UFC 268, to date... One of the best, best, best pay-per-views that Dana White has put together. And, excuse me, one of the best overall cards roster-wise from top to bottom. UFC 
one of the best all-around cards. Wow. Short of words, Michael Chandler, Justin Gagey, hopefully they get to run it back sometime down down the line. Justin Gagey is now the number one contender for uh, for the lightweight division and awaiting to see who wins between Dustin Poirier and uh, Charles Oliveira, who's going to take place here in, uh, in the coming weeks, in the coming month, next month. Uh, so they, they fight for the title. I'm pulling for Dustin Poirier to, uh, to lift that belt from Oliveira, but hard to pick against Oliveira, especially the way that he's been performing, uh, the last, the last few years since he set his sights on the lightweight division. Um, and since he landed in the lightweight division, he's been on a tear. Gonna be a tough task for both of these guys. I'm pulling for Dustin Poirier to finally get his hands around a full version of the title and not just the interim version. And then we'll have the Justin Gagey Dustin Poirier rematch. Long awaited rematch because that's another fight that's gonna be bound to be a fight of the year at the minimum fight of the night, possibly fight of the year candidate. Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier will not disappoint. That's coming in December. Justin Gagey sits and awaits to see who he's going to get in the octagon against to challenge for the title. That would be a hell of a story. A rematch for Poirier and Justin Gagey, should Poirier be successful. A rematch between those two and a, and a matchup of the last two interim champions in that division that both lost to Khabib in their attempts at unifying the division. Justin Gagey, legit because he defeated El Kukui, who was the long-standing interim champ in that division. What a night. Kamaru Usman, sky's the limit for him. Who? What's next for him? He defeated Kobe Covington, which hands down is... The, uh, the toughest test that he has at that division. So now people are clamoring for Kazma Chimaev to get in there with them. Who knows who's going to be next? We got Jorge Masvidal coming up on the undercard of Poirier and Oliveira. He's facing Leon Edwards. So the winner of that fight, should it be Leon Edwards, he'll most likely end up with Kamaru Usman. If Jorge Masvidal wins that fight, he's more than likely not going to get a third shot at the title against Kamaru Usman. Most likely he'll go elsewhere to a big money fight, maybe a rematch with Nate Diaz, or maybe he'll be the first big test for Kazma Chimaev. Uh, who knows? But I, I'm pretty sure that should he be successful uh, in that bad blood fight that he has with Leon Edwards coming up, uh, he won't get the third title shot. Leon Edwards, if he's successful, he'll finally get his long-awaited title shot uh, after dealing with all the delays, climbing up the ranks, then the the numerous delays he experienced last year with COVID and uh, and the visa issues and the travel issues and the bans and all that. Now he's gonna he's one fight away from getting himself into the octagon with Kamaru Usman, and uh, and that's another fight that already took place uh, a few years back. That will be another uh, another lap type uh, Kamaru Usman uh, fight because he's lapping that division quickly and quickly cementing himself as the best welterweight of all time above GSP. What an amazing, amazing night. Congratulations, Dana White and the UFC. Amazing night and congratulations to the fans who got to witness it live and all of us who were witnessing uh, from, from the comfort of our homes. Um, it, it was an amazing, amazing show that the UFC put on on the same 
night rivaling the historic night that was taking place and was unfolding in Las Vegas between Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant. So with that, I leave you guys. Thank you for all the love. Thank you for the continued support. Thank you for tuning in time and again to the Tomatolito Show. I will catch you uh, on the next episode. We got a lot of good fights coming up in boxing. Uh, where we're, we're days away from uh, Jaime Munguia and, uh, and Rosado, who are going to get into the ring with one another as that 160-pound landscape in boxing continues to unfold. Um, Terry Harper, Alicia Baumgartner are going to be fighting on the same night uh, earlier in the day out in uh, in Sheffield, uh, England, and uh, and that fight the 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 importance behind that fight is because Michaela Mayer just beat uh, Maiva Hamadouche uh, to unify titles in the same division at 130. Now we got Baumgartner who's trying to lift the title from Terry Harper. Terry Harper's a WBC champ, and that's who Michaela Mayer's after. Um, going after that third title and the big WBC, uh, title. Um, so that, that fight has a lot of implications. Um, it should be on the undercard of Kid Galahad and, uh, and Kiko Martinez, who a lot of people don't feel like he belongs in the ring and get that and deserves that shot against Kid Galahad. But that should be an interesting fight. Kid Galahad, of course, became champion recently. Um, uh, beating a few months back, he defeated uh, Jassa Dickens, who not only was a rematch fight for them, but um, but he ended up getting that vacant IBF title um, at the 126-pound division for them. Uh, who else is fighting that night? Max Holloway makes his return. Max Holloway is going to be in there against Yair Rodriguez on the same night. So I'll give you guys. A, I'll, I'll be back with you guys and do a do a quick episode, uh, whether it's pre or post. But we'll definitely cover that weekend because it's going to be a jam packed Saturday weekend. Even though a lot of people are not paying much attention to this, big fights, big interesting fights that are going to be taking place that day. And um, David Benavides, David Benavides, who who uh, I was just talking about on the, on the episode that I put together, uh, the recap episode for for Canelo. And uh, in Caleb Plant during that weekend, I was just speaking and we've been speaking about David Benavides in the past episodes as well as he uh, he's cementing himself as basically the only go to challenger for Canelo Alvarez in that division. Uh, so he's going to be stepping into the ring and there's been some changes and some drama that took place there uh, in, leading up to to that fight. Uh, so. We'll, we'll keep an eye on, on those uh, on those episodes. Uh, my love goes out to you guys, and thank you for the return. Thank you for the love, for the follows, for the likes, for the messages. Um, and uh, and I read your emails, I read your comments. Uh, thank you guys, thank you guys, thank you guys. Have a good night. Take care.